Hey, everybody, and thanks for tuning in to the Effort of Community Church weekly podcast, a conversation with our pastors and leaders meant to continue encouraging you to know God, know freedom, know purpose, and make a difference. Hey, Effort of Community Church friends and family, or wherever you may be, we're not sure if you're listening to this uh, on Wednesday at noontime when it's released, a week from now, or even six months, we just want to say it's really, really, really wonderful to be a part of your day wherever you're at. I'm Jim Merman, teaching pastor here, and this is Dr. Kay Bauer, who is one of our lead administrators here at the church, quite honestly, quite gifted. Actually, remind me again, your doctorate's in organizational leadership or organizational development or psychology or... <laughs> Definitely <laughs> not psychology. Well, Strateg- yeah, yeah. Strategic leadership. That's right. And uh, Kay brings some of that to us here in helping us make this good thing work um, and actually for us to work with each other. Always chilled to be on with Kay. Uh, we were going to be on last week talking about the Vision Weekend, but we decided to switch out and bring Kevin in for that, given it was Vision Sunday. So <laughs> Kay and I ended up landing the great opening uh, teaching on Let the Peace of Christ rule your hearts um and it ended up being on particularly relationships relationship between men and women thrilled to chat about that but i want to begin by saying hey this is the time of the year we talk about what we call our relationship series Mm -hmm. and we divvy it up between different individuals and kevin wanted to talk about the relationship between men and women today but i want to remind you the section of scripture that we're reading um right now from as we study, it's it's Colossians 3. Let me just remind you how that plays out. Since then you've been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of the Father. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. I think first and foremost, it's, it's keeping first things first. Christ is seated there. Christ models something for us. I love how it says first keep your hearts set on Christ, and then it says keep your minds. Because what I experienced as I was listening, because I'm going to ask you in a second what you would think would be one of the first things that this weekend thought about, but I was reminded that Kevin started us this week by saying, hey, what we meditate on in our minds makes its way to our heart. So I even think that this verse is saying like, if we don't occasionally check some of the things going on inside of us implicitly and explicitly. Yesterday I had to do a training for my workplace on the West Coast because we're hiring someone and I had to do an hour long training on something called implicit bias, right? Mm. Which is a funny way of saying this, that we, as we're interviewing people, we automatically are thinking things about them based in gender, maybe ethnicity, based in socioeconomic background, maybe based in where they went to school, what part of the country they lived on. So the whole training was trying to get me to examine, okay, what are the things informing me in my mind that I don't even know that they trickle through to actually influence my heart? And I just want to say that I love that Kevin challenged us on, hey, how do we think about the other gender in this instance? But I think we could substitute a lot of things. But what do you think, Kay? What came to your mind broadly when you're thinking about this weekend? Yeah, one of the first things that came to mind was just the idea that when you when you think about gender, when you think about men and women, um, you have a pretty big divide. And mm-hmm. of course, experience plays out in each of our lives a little differently. So wherever you are in that continuum of relationship between men and women, the bottom line is, what does God say? Mm-hmm about us. That's right. So my workplace may be hostile. Um, I, I may uh, have a, a bent toward anger with men. Um, but if I will step aside from what's happened or what's been said or what my culture tells me and look at what God tells me, mm-hmm. I will find a place where peace 
can rule in my heart. Yeah, here, here. Yeah, I was thinking too. Uh, I, I was reading the other week in Ephesians where it says, "In the cross broke down the enmity between us," and it mm-hmm. lists like because there's no longer gr- Jew and Greek, and it actually works through all these different things. But the first thing I had to sit and do was think. Diversity and variety was God's idea. That's correct. Right? Like, like that's the other thing. Like, he could have solved this problem on his own by actually not making gender realities or not making right. um, ethnic realities or something. But something about who God is had to show up in infinite variety. I mean, some people have heard me do this little thing I do where I, I sit out the different cups. And if I, I say, if the infinite tries to fit into just one of them, it can't fit. So it either has a choice. It draws back and makes itself unknown. Or this God actually creates variety and gives a little piece of itself to each one of the things, right? Yes. And then it's when we see them all that we see who God is. Mm-hmm. However, it's easy, according to the Bible, for enmity to develop between the, the varieties and the diversity that yes. God's created on this planet. But I love that you have such a great view of variety, that, that there's something about it that when we begin to understand it, it releases creativity, etc. Mm-hmm. Yeah, heard you say this. Got any thoughts on it? Well, yeah. So <laughs> the I love the way um, God brings diversity into everything. He, mm. he made thousands of kinds of plants. Yeah. Um, I don't think he needed to, but that was part of the expression of the fullness of his being. He did the same thing with people, and he did the same thing with preferences and intellectual um, skills and interests yeah. in us. And the beauty of that is it's really reflected in that passage in one of the Corinthians books um, where, where we talk about the body. Not That's everybody right. can be eyes. Not everybody can be hands. Not everybody can be feet. When we look at those who are different than we mm-hmm. are and we know who we are in God we can see those differences not as a challenge to mm-hmm. who we are or not as wrong from mm-hmm. our perspective but as adding to what God gave to us that's exactly because right. he didn't give us everything that's nobody's right. walking around with it all yeah no so, one's a total package no one's yeah. the total package no matter so. how much we think that Wes Seacrest did <laughs> so <laughs> If he I, moves on so quickly right, from that, right. like, Poor oh, West. I can assure you on that one. He's not there. No, none of us are. None of that's us right. are. And and the beauty of it is, you know, when I when I can recognize that for myself, when I know what God has said about me, when I know what he's put in me, and I see others who are different, I can recognize that person okay. has a viewpoint I never thought of. Exactly. That person has skills I, I can't master. Mm-hmm. When we come together – then we can be the whole package for God. We can bring forward all that he has in us and through us That's because right. we accept each other and we look to each other to get that completion. Exactly right. And we don't see others as threats. That's right. And I oftentimes say, first of all, right on. I mean, I'm sitting here. I'm like, well, we can probably just end the podcast. That was so well said. <laughs> I don't know about Being that. Done. But why? When we have time. seven more minutes. Right. Um, but I, would, I oftentimes say that. Um, God doesn't give us God's name. God gives us people whose lives he touched. I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, Exodus 3 says, when Moses is trying to press him for God's name to go into Egypt and take on all the Egyptian deities. God says, no, no, um, this will be my name to all generations. I am the God of individuals. And then, of course, Jesus doesn't write a gospel. I mean, oftentimes a joke, come on, Jesus, just take two months. (laughs) Give me your journal entries. Give me something. Wouldn't it be neat if it was all red letters? But instead, he gives us four different angles Mm -hmm. on his ministry in Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Mm -hmm. And and then he gives us the apostles, and he gives us someone like Paul. And I was just thinking about Paul. Like, 
I was recently reflecting on the fact that Paul doesn't even talk about Jesus' teaching ministry. He seems to focus almost exclusively on the, the death and the resurrection and the ascension because mm-hmm. Paul knew that there was some kind of power in that. So Paul's angle on the gospel of what he knew Jesus to be is different mm-hmm. than Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John's, which yep. I sit and I'm like, thank you, Jesus, even though I would like it to be cut, dry, easy, simple, mm-hmm. like one template we can place on everything. He actually says, no, how about if I release to you different angles and different wonders and it somehow and i don't know how and we're admitting it somehow brings this all to life brings a certain kind of vitality you know even getting back to the um thing about the the trees and the foliage it's been shown that we only need six varieties of trees in north america for them to be healthy Mm -hmm. um instead we have over 200 species um so 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 um there's something about the fact that god's like well it's not just about utilitarian getting by it's Mm -hmm. about abundance and beauty and interdependence that really is the thing of God. And that brings me to one other thing I want to mention. You can tell I'm starting to preach, but um, I'm, I'm working on right now teaching in the HarvestNet School of Ministry on the last two Thursday nights. This Thursday will be the last on the six streams of the church, right? Mm-hmm. The, the charismatic stream, the contemplative stream, the justice stream, the holiness stream, incarnational stream, and then, of course, the one I can't think of. But all that to say, <laughs> but all that to say, uh, I'm sitting there helping us all map how the holiness stream played such a huge part of my life, and then God made sure that the charismatic stream made its way into my existence. Not to negate the previous contribution, but to actually truthfully show me its shadow side or to make it more beautiful because I understood what it Mm -hmm. wasn't. And the same for how the holiness stream begins to inform other streams in my life. That is the beauty and the wisdom of God. It's never comfortable, though, when we're encountering the other. No, (laughs) we we have a challenge always um, to open ourselves up to the risk of the different um, in order to experience the beauty of the diversity. Mm -hmm. We can't do both um, unless we we can only do well if we do both. That's right. And I want to now just remind us all that I believe that there is a certain amount of wisdom in identifying the differences between ethnicity and the differences between men and women and the differences between people who might have grown up in different parts of the country. I mean, a Southerner is different than some people I know from Vermont in beautiful ways, but also yes. quirky ways, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, But I, there is no doubt in society right now that we're on the verge of, let's just call it, hyper-fragmentation, mm-hmm. where people so identify with their sub-realities, uh, right, that I am not just American, I am northern germanic mixed with english americans raised in the northeast (laughs) in semi-rural uh you know suburban like i can get so into my fragmentation where it it i'm what i'm getting at here is there's a beauty to know some things about yourself but also to admit we are all we are all in this together and i'm just wondering what are your thoughts around that individuality group fragmentation anything Yes, I think there's a couple things we as a culture want to be careful of. The first is the idea of generalizing. There's men and there's women. Well, that's true, but it's too broad a picture. So I cringe a little when people say women do this. Yeah. Because I can think of friends who are women who don't. That's exactly right. So when we label, we have to be careful. When we open ourselves up, take that risk and say, I'm going to engage with people who are fundamentally diverse from my background, my knowledge, my experience, my culture, my language maybe, (laughs) my look. When we take that risk, we if we can move forward looking for the strength of that individual – 
mm-hmm. and honoring their differences. That's right. I think we're sitting right where Jesus sat. When he encountered the woman at the well, he had two labels, two generalizations he could have used to legitimately pass her by. One, she was female. Yeah. In that culture, rabbis don't engage with yep. females. She's alone, over. Mm-hmm. Second, she was a Samaritan. There, there was enmity between the Jews and the Samaritans. They did not interact. He looked yeah. past the generalizations to that specific individual person mm-hmm. and saw through the power of the Holy Spirit what she needed. And he spoke to her and shocked her. <laughs> Why? That's you right. would speak to me? Yeah, he would. That's right. And that's our model. Our model is to say, I recognize, I acknowledge your ethnicity, your gender, your differences, your culture, but I also embrace you that's right. as a person. And that's the call of Christ, that's is it not? That's the call of Christ. Right, and I have to just, you know, this stuff gets me excited and, and because yeah. what, what the beauty is, and I think you used a word when you and I were chatting a little bit about today, like we need to delight in the nuances, differences yes. between one another. In other yes. words, these categories and classifications are important, but there is no doubt that being able to celebrate the subtle nuances, that it's not just men and women, what God made them to do. There are some women who, there's probably eight beautiful streams within what it means to be a woman, you know, what do you call them, personality types or Mm -hmm. experiences, and there's probably eight within men, and and those are the things that we want to celebrate and say, hey, come here because we believe the Spirit can speak to all of us. So one thing I love about our church, too, is we're not trying to be the total package that only produces one kind of thing in the world. We're actually like... Bring who you are in your sub-identities, et cetera, here, and we're going to trust that the Spirit can actually minister to you through yep. this community, while at the same time, while at the same time not trying to create just one look around here. Right. And I just, mm-hmm. I just really appreciate that about us. So even as Kevin is doing this teaching on, you know, hey, we remind you, because it was really challenging men this week, like men, you yep. have taken on certain explicit, meaning you think you will even say it out loud all women are like this that's an explicit bias right mm-hmm. over generalization or you might have some implicit ones that you're carrying ones you're not even aware of mm-hmm. we want to be a kind of community to address that and we all know that that can be flipped that women can be carrying explicit that's and correct. implicit biases yep. too but the beauty is the spirit can come and meet us in that and make something out of this yes. community yeah. yes the other thing i love about ecc is the openness to those differences so when you come here you will find lots of opportunities to connect in real ways with people who are both like you and different from you. And we won't expect you to be a certain way or say a certain thing or have a certain demeanor. If you're going to stand in the front and wave a flag, awesome. If you're going to sit quietly and and contemplate, awesome. Come the way you are. You'll be accepted here and we'll come together here trying to be what what Christ calls us to be, which is lovers of people. And putting us in conversation with each other and trusting the Holy Spirit and us how to manage that space in between us. That is something that we at Ephraim Community Church believe in. So, Kay, I really want to thank you for being with me. Thank you. Always a pleasure. Asking me here. Appreciate it. Yay, yay. And I want to remind you that that was week one of four weeks on the topic of let the peace of Christ rule, right? Whether that's hearts, minds, etc. We ask you to come back. Pastor Wes is going to be speaking this week. Uh, that's always fun, right? Wes that is. has got a. I had someone come up to me once and go, Jim, we really think you're great, but Wes is our favorite pastor. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that's awesome, right? Every, I do There's love that diversity. <laughs> that's right. Have you noticed, even from up front, like who our various teaching pastors are? There is a real variety and delight in that. And Wes is, Wes is one of my favorites, and we're going to get a chance to enjoy him this week. We'll see you in a week, and uh, you have a wonderful one until then. 
Hey, thanks again for joining us today. We hope that you've been encouraged by listening and that you'll join us again next week. You can listen to previous episodes, find additional resources, and of course, learn more about us by visiting effortacommunitychurch.com. Thank you.